0: Welcome to Kingdom Talk Radio Hour with Dennis McCork, founder of God Hope Ministries. Kingdom Talk is where Christ is King and we are the subjects and citizens of the Kingdom of God. Oh
1: yes, we are. Kingdom Talk Radio on 1550 KXEX, the best talk in town. We're a voice in the wilderness and we're talking all things Kingdom every Saturday from 12 to 1 here on Kingdom Talk Radio. We're pulling out the stops. We are Preaching the good news of the gospel of the kingdom of God. And as always, we have our co-hosts here. We have Loto from Loto Ministries. Loto, it's a blessing to be together.
2: Always a blessing to be here, Dennis. Good, uh, good afternoon, everyone.
1: Yes. And also our celebrity guest host, Philville. <laughs> yes. Hey, hello, hello, hello. Yep. It's, it's, yep. you know, it's time for us to really, uh, just uh, pull up our sleeves and jump in uh, Mm -hmm. to what God is doing and to look uh, at the scriptures and make sure that we're tying everything back as we broadcast here live Mm. from the luxurious Manchester Studios, reverberating off the foothills of the Sierras, back into the valley, bringing the good news of the gospel of the kingdom of God. And brothers, uh, we are not going to shy away from reading the scriptures. Uh, We are going to be looking and making sure that our perspectives are uh, aligned with heaven and not our own bias and uh you know speaking of bias we're going to be talking about confirmation bias and things that uh, are going on uh in the cult sure uh not the least of which is is the weaponization of our government before we go there though um you know uh we want to talk about what god's doing right now and Loto, last week uh, you were uh, on hiatus from here. <laughs>
3: on assignment, yes. Yeah, but
1: you were on mm-hmm. the field uh, doing the work of the kingdom uh, nice in, in, in Corcoran a Prison, were you yes, not? Sir. Yes, sir. What did God do there? Oh, with, my With gosh. you? What did he do through you?
2: Praise God. So yeah. so I had the privilege of uh, serving alongside uh, Bill Glass Behind the Wall Ministry, wonderful prison ministry. We went out there to Corcoran State Prison, uh, ministered to uh, some 1,600 inmates, 1,600 uh, 600 of them made, uh, made commitments. Uh, 189 gave their lives to the Lord. 411 of them, uh, uh rededicate their lives to the Lord. Got to share the gospel, ministered uh, minister, you know, to my testimony. And then, uh, man, Bill Glass is, does a fantastic job of, of really, uh, introducing people to Christ. So, so I, I share the testimony right after I'm done. They, they come in right behind me and they go one-on-one or sometimes they'll pull groups of nine people and, and just go through this track and and walk them through what salvation is, you know. And it, it's it, they just do such a, such a fantastic job. So, yeah, we we had an awesome day of harvesting, you know, this last uh this last weekend, you know. And looking forward to more, you know. I was teasing you guys earlier that, you know, uh, our next stop is in San Diego, you know. And I uh, figured since you and Philip are going to go there, you know, Lord send me, God, I'll I'll do the hard work and. Go dragged across down to, to San Diego. So yeah. looking forward to yeah. even, you know, even more of God's move. But yeah, it was amazing, brother. Was Somebody's
1: got to suffer down there on the beaches of San yeah, Diego. Somebody. You know, yeah. Come on. So send me, Lord. Send no, Diego. that's so good, brother. Yeah. You know, there's a, uh, a willing, uh, audience there, you know, in mm-hmm. the prison and, uh, for the most part. And there are true, authentic brothers and the kingdom is being expressed in, the prison system, they sure there's some jailhouse religion, but mm-hmm. you know what? There's a lot of really good yes. uh, brothers and sisters that love the Lord that have, you know, repented and been cleansed. And, you know, as you like to say, you know, a lot of times it's just because we haven't been caught, right?
2: That's it. That's the difference. Between <laughs> most, all of them and then most of us, That's they, right. they got caught, you know. Um, and, and I have to say this, when it comes to Corcoran, I still haven't found anywhere out here. Where I've, I've I've experienced such a powerful time of worship. Mm. I've heard some of the best Amazing. worship, you know, in 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 that prison. So, yeah, brother, it's it's so awesome. The hunger for God. Hey, yes, there's definitely jailhouse uh, religion, you know, or salvation mm-hmm. as well as there's church salvation. You know, people are only saved because they're in church. You know, and as soon as they, you know, so. But no, these guys are hungry. We're seeing it all over, not just in prison, but also in the streets. You know, you guys know that I uh, I do uh, juvenile hall. Uh, man, we get to do a cool thing today, um, and uh, that's uh, we're going to celebrate young people's achievement from Juvenile Hall. We have uh, a bunch of kids uh, graduating, and a lot of kids that graduated during uh, COVID, so they really didn't get a ceremony. So today, we're going to celebrate them and just give them a humongous job well done. I got to sit with them, Dennis, and uh, talk to them about their experience and, and what, what it means to them that they got to do this in Juvenile Hall. It's, it's an amazing thing to hear kids who don't want to be in Juvenile Hall. Nobody wants to be in Juvenile Hall and kids who actually didn't care about education. You know, they had no plan on graduating, but they say, they shared that, you know, if it wasn't for the place that they're at now, they wouldn't not only graduated, but they also wouldn't have met Jesus.
1: You know, I love how Paul talks about how that in his bonds, uh, in prison, yes being manifest to the whole palace and other places and many of the brethren of the Lord, they were growing confidence by my imprisonment mm, yes. are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Now, of course, Paul was imprisoned for preaching the gospel and, and the others, you know, mostly are not there for that. uh, I'm sure there's yeah. hardly any, if, yeah. if any at all, yes. uh, that are there for preaching yes. the gospel. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, um, the reality is, is that even the point is, though, that even in prison, their testimony, your testimony coming mm. out, uh, it furthers the gospel. Yes. So here they are in prison; they've got gangs, they're dealing with all yeah. this. But because the gospel's going forth there, and there is repentance and revival yeah. in the prison, it's impacting the kingdom outside of the prison. Their yes. faith. Yes. And so, thank you for sharing that.
3: Is, is there a particular story that I know you and I have talked off off the air, and just uh, maybe about anybody in particular? That stands out to you, like, how the ministry is impacted, because that, that is achievement, like, what you're celebrating that they're, they're going through the program or going through the ministry. Mm-hmm. Can you share anything about that?
2: Oh, we have tons. I mean, we, we, we even have letters, you know, mm-hmm. kids have written, you know, to just express their gratitude, you know, and, and, and it's, it's not unusual for us to, you know, sit down with the kid and they, they want to start the meeting with saying thank you, oh, you right. know, and then expressing to us, like, what, what it means to them that somebody took the time to, to sit with them and actually just listen and then even to, to really help them understand the Bible, you know, and really develop this relationship with Jesus, you know? So yeah, I mean, gosh, man, I, I can point to, to quite a few stories. There's one, um, a young man. Uh, so, so I, 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 don't want to mention names, but there's a young man in there. Uh, we went to go visit another young man, uh, and, and this gentleman, this young, young guy was standing outside of the door and he said, what are you guys doing? He said, Oh, you know, we're just coming to visit him. You know, he, uh, he was, he had just got arrested going through some things. So his parents asked us if we could go see him. And so this other gentleman, he said, Hey, can I get one of those? And so, so we said, you know what? We, we can do it, but we don't have time tonight, but we'll be here next week. We'll come back, you know, to meet you. He said, okay. Yeah. I, I want one of those. So the next week came and it happened to be on a Thursday night. And we, we sat down and we talked to him and, and, so I asked him, I said, okay, well, what do you want to talk about? He said, can you tell me about this Jesus thing?
1: <laughs> you know, and,
2: and you know, it's so cool is we saw, you the said powers. no, you
1: said no, of course,
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> what, what are you, what are you talking about? I asked him, what, you know, if he had food first, you know? <laughs> I was like, yeah. You know, what do you got? You know, so, but, but it was awesome because we saw the power of how God moved in, 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 in that meeting so much so that it actually was the first, Of what now is a part of our, uh, probably the best part of our ministry. And it's it's what we call our Thursday Mm one-on-ones. And it's where we literally sit down with them one-on-one and talk about whatever they want to talk about, which always leads, you know, to, to, to Jesus. But, but I also want to share another story, just show the need that we have, you know, in, in in these places, you know, on the streets. I sat down with a kid a few years ago. I was talking to him about going to church and I mentioned the pastor and he stopped me and said, Hey bro, can I ask you something? I said, yeah, you know what he asked me? says, what's a pastor Mm. and what's a church? We have a whole generation of kids that don't even know the basics of Christianity. So the need is out there, you know. But I thank God that, you know, we have a lot of people on the front line. And that's why we do this here on Kingdom Talk Radio.
1: There's a famine in the land, Mm -hmm. and it's a famine... For God's word, the yes. biblical illiteracy is very high right now. And yes. so that's why we are here on Kingdom Talk yes. every Saturday from 12 to 1. Then we have Kingdom Talk 2.0 from 1 mm-hmm. to 2, Uh bringing the good news of the gospel of the kingdom and always tying uh, the culture yes. back to the scriptures. Thank you, and not just the culture, our own personal lives and, and wanting to reach the lost. And we're going to be talking more later about uh what's going on with the youth and with the legalization of drugs mm-hmm. and, and all of this and how that. The enemy's having a heyday. But you know what? Jesus is having a greater heyday, a harvest right now. Uh, and it's uh exciting time to be alive in Christ. Uh, speaking of harvest, uh, up in uh, Oakhurst, uh, we're coming up here the last two weeks of June, which is uh, Pride Month. Uh, we're going to be uh, doing a gospel saturation outreach uh, and mm. Bible poverty. Again, talking about a famine in the land. Wow! So this is a YWAM thrust around the world, and I'm going to be working with uh why we have Yosemite there doing some evangelism training and then sending teams out, uh, for the last two weekends of June. So we're going to be going out in humility mm. in the spirit of Christ, you, bringing God. hope, uh, at the time where many are celebrating pride, uh, at the last two weeks of June. And, uh, we have, uh, thousands of Bibles and, uh, information. Uh, we're going to be pointing people to, um, the, the, the Jesus, uh, movie and also, mm. Um, to other material online for them to get more information. And of course, pointing them to the church to be discipled, right? Yes. And looking to establish, uh, discipleship groups there yes. in the mountain, Absolutely. looking for houses of peace.
2: Amen. And
1: so this is coming up June 10th and the 11th. So Saturday and Sunday and then also, uh, the 17th and 18th there, uh, in Oakhurst, June 10 and 11 and 17 and 18th. So that's Saturdays at 10 and Sundays at two. I'll be announcing this uh, again leading up to it, but you can email EBPN, that's E as in Edward, B as in boy, P as in Peter, and N as in Nancy, at YWAM, that's youth with a mission, but YWAMYosemite.org, EBPN at YWAMYosemite.org. Since we're talking about what God's doing here locally, I do want to mention again that uh, we're sending off this medical container uh, to Uganda uh, and we uh, are raising, you know, seventeen thousand dollars to purchase the container and then fill it full of a half a million dollars worth of medical supplies. It's an amazing uh, opportunity because um, we only have to pay for shipping and the purchase of the container. The container is two thousand dollars to buy, so they can use it as a an office or even a storage bin there in wow. Uganda, Gaba, Uganda. I've mm. been there three times. They're on Lake Victoria. Africa Renewal Ministries being delivered there to their medical clinics. But there's a new clinic that they're building. Uh, and uh, we're close to getting that sent off. And it's all in Jesus' name. But the beauty of it is we have matching funds. And so when you add the fact that the half a million dollars mm-hmm. of medical supplies being donated um, and then matching funds... When someone gives, it's a 50 times return on investment for the kingdom. Five zero. Mm. You give a hundred dollars, you're sending five thousand dollars of medical supplies to Africa. If you give a thousand dollars, you're sending fifty thousand dollars to Uganda. Uh, we've raised, uh, close to thirteen thousand of that eighteen thousand dollars. So we're close, but we're still needing some help. Um, and you can just, um, uh, email me at Dennis.McCourt at gmail.com, uh, or you can go better yet. If you go to gothopeministry.com, yes. that's singular, got, G-O-T, like got milk, gothopeministry.com. There's an opportunity to donate. You can click on the button and, and so into this, uh, kingdom outreach there in Uganda. You know, we've been told as Christians that, that we are those who care about the baby only in the womb. Well, that's wrong. Uh, this is, this, these supplies are going to be going to a medical clinic and it's going to be largely used for postnatal mothers and their children because we care about children from the womb to the tomb to the resurrection yes. in the kingdom of God. So we want to really demonstrate that. And, uh, we're also looking at another outreach coming up here in a local city. I'll be announcing it here in the next couple of weeks, but we're going to be working with uh, a few churches in that town. Uh, one of the pastors has opened his pulpit to me on a Sunday, which is really an honor. Uh, but I just need to get more details and see about announcing that in the future here coming up. But God's on the move and we are living in such an exciting time. Appreciate your prayers for uh, Loto Ministries and what's going on in the prison and these outreaches that are coming up in Oakhurst and other mm-hmm. other towns so that we can get out there that the word of the Lord would run swiftly, mm. have free course and be glorified because we are living in an amazing time. and. And the reality is, is that, uh, we know that persecution's coming. Uh, Paul said that all those who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Now, if we're not suffering some pushback, then we must not be living very godly. Mm. Are you getting any pushback in your lives? Are you getting any sense of, you know, even spiritual warfare, but sometimes physical, maybe even family members turning against you, friends, because of your stand for the gospel, cutting you off, unfriending you, which is the least of our concerns, uh, really, as far as the persecution that's coming. Uh, and we just read how Paul there was talking in the book, uh, when he was writing to the Philippians, mm-hmm. about how his imprisonment furthered the gospel. You know, as, is, as was said, I think, by Eusebius, he says, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Mm. So we know that the preaching of the gospel and persecution sets the stage. The devil, always plays his hand and we see it on the cross in spades we see it the like really uh, mm. uh, exemplary you know or I should say just a manifold example yes. on the cross where he overplayed his hand yes. very thing that he was Ultimate. doing to destroy God's plan actually thrust the kingdom forward and it's the most important uh event in history mm. so as we think about that I know our producer here has a uh, a clip that's uh that's queued up here that we're going to want to look at the uh, weaponization uh, of our government, Loto and Phil. you know we we see where these whistleblowers are coming forth from the FBI and saying how literally they've been weaponized to go after Christians, to go after believers uh, and and conservatives, but believers even specifically. and uh, we have uh, uh, Representative Jordan, uh, who is uh, grilling them but actually getting some good information about what's actually happening behind the scenes. So this is, a, unfortunately, a portent of, of yet, what's yet to come. Can you go ahead and play that?
0: Gentleman yields back to recognize himself. Mr. Mister Boyle, why do you think they came down on you so darn hard? Deep down, what do you think their motivation is?
2: I think they want the agency as a whole wants to get rid of people who simply just don't hold the line that they want. They don't want critical thinkers. They don't want uh, people who raise valid questions
0: to their chain of command. They want to send a message, don't they? Absolutely. They want to make you an example, don't they? Yes. And they don't care. They, they want to send that message so hard, so strong. They don't care that you would served six years in the Army. Remember, the 101st Airborne took enemy fire, was selected for a special new unit they were putting in Quantico. They wanted to send such a message that they said, if we can get this guy. We can get this guy to be quiet. We can get everybody to be quiet. That's what they were doing, wasn't it?
2: Yes, sir, especially since I just had a baby who was two weeks old,
0: and we had just sold our house. Just, so they- to, put, just to put the emphasis on it, they said, we're going to do it the day he arrives. The day we've we've worked with him, we selected him. He's done a great job in the FBI, he served our country, took an oath to the Constitution, took an oath to defend this country. He's going to move. We're going to send all this stuff in this van to this moving. We're going to do that when the day he arrives, we're going to suspend him. We're not going to let his family get their belongings. We're not going to let him get his clothes for his kids, his winter coats for his children. We're going to send a message. And they did. They suspended you. They took your pay. They don't let you get health insurance. They made life miserable for you. Send a message. Because you know what? You reported on the first big screw-up they had in this administration. The first big one. You reported to us as a whistleblower about the school board's issue. The 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 the, the, the Biden administration, they thought this was going to be a win for them politically. They thought it was going to make Terry McAuliffe governor of Virginia. Backfired on him. And you reported would it surprise you, Mr. O'Boyle, to know that the FBI told us they looked at 25 parents who were reported on this snitch line that was set up with this memorandum from the Attorney General. They looked at 25 parents. How many of you think of them were actually ever investigated and prosecuted? How many think were were, were prosecuted, Mr. O'Boyle?
2: I had to guess. I'd say zero.
0: Zero. Zero. And you came to us because you say this is wrong. This is wrong to set up some federal snitch line, some neighbor calling in because they don't like their, their neighbor's politics, reporting to the FBI, go investigate these parents. They said, we got to get this guy. we got we got to get Garrett O'Boyle because you had the courage to step forward. And it's not just with this issue, because we have the memorandum from the Richmond field office about Catholics, right? If you're pro-life, pro-family, and you're Catholic, look out. The FBI wanted to put people inside the church, inside the parish, to spy on fellow citizens. Does that surprise you, Mr. O'Boy, that that actually happened in the Richmond field office? It doesn't. Not anymore. Scary. And you know that memorandum, by the way? It was signed off by five people in that office. One of them was the chief division counsel, a lawyer. A lawyer who supposedly went to law school and probably had a course on the Constitution signed off on that memorandum. Scary stuff. Scary stuff. Mr. Allen, you served 20 years. You had a security clearance for 20 years. You served our country as well, right? Yes, sir. Honorably discharged. Yes, sir. Won medals from the Marine Corps. Yes, sir. They came after you too, didn't they? And you simply did. Mr. Goldman just asked you a few questions. You were simply doing your job. Your job job as an analyst is to compile information, open source information, present that to your colleagues so they're fully informed about the case. Is that right? Yes, sir. And you did that job, didn't you? Yes, sir. You followed your oath, right? Yes, sir. You adhered to the rule of law. Correct, sir. You were consistent with the Constitution, just like the oath you took when you signed both as a a, a serve our country in the military and at the FBI. Yes, sir. And you did the same thing, didn't you, Mr. Friend? Yes, sir. And yet you felt the full weight of the federal government come down on you guys. And, of course, they timed it perfectly. They sent a letter to us yesterday. We knew they would. We knew it was going to happen that way. And as Mr. Boyle said earlier, he's getting his hearing tomorrow, right, Mr. Boyle?
3: That's when they tried to schedule it. We've not heard back.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your service to the country. Mr. Bishop was right. The poise, the the way you've handled yourself, the gentleman way you've handled yourself here, the way you've served our country, it, it, it does not go unnoticed. The American people appreciate what you've done for our country and what you are doing for our country. God bless you.
1: The and only thing I needed... For evil to prevail is for good men to say nothing. These men spoke up and they paid for it. It cost them their jobs. And they were persecuted. But they spoke up and needed to bring this information to the fore. And we know, we're not surprised by this. This is, this is human nature. Uh, there's, uh, a proclivity towards, uh, judgmentalness, criticalness, hatred, um, a rush to judgment. And that's why Jesus was very clear, you know, judge not lest you be judged, yet we have to be careful, we have to be humble uh, and recognize that our perspectives are not fully informed and not be quick to rush to judgment, not to have confirmation bias, which is an interesting term where we heard in the Durham report that that's what's going on in the FBI, where one looks only at the facts that support their own bias and rejects any other objective facts that go against it. That's called confirmation bias. And, you know, it's a human condition and we have to recognize that this is in our system. But what, what you, what's your response to, to what's going on there right now with regards to these whistleblowers and uh, what's going on with the weaponization of the FBI and the other uh, arms of government. Yeah,
3: that's what it is. Exactly. Weaponization. It's a politicization uh, of a, it should be a non biased entity. Mm-hmm. And they're being, they are reporting or they are whistleblowing what's happening. They're saying they're, we were here to stop the bad guys. And I love when he said, but now we have bad guys running it. Mm-hmm. And so how do you, how do you stop that cancer? You got to cut it off
1: and it's so one-sided is the thing, you know, it's not like, I mean, there's, there's corruption. There's a cancer within our country that is uh, metastasized of, uh, rejecting godliness, rejecting the Bible, you know, uh, rejecting prayer in, in the schools, in the public square, um, suppressing freedom. Uh, and, and when you, you know uh turn against god you're in dangerous ground uh, the bible says all nations that forget god shall be turned into hell and uh, our founders you know talked about how that uh, that this republic will only work with a moral and religious people yeah so it's a cancer it's it's it's, it's crept in uh, and i believe a lot of this is a judgment on america because we have not taken a stand we have not spoken up uh, largely some of us have but but we must continue to bring the gospel of the kingdom to the public square because we're not going to find a political solution it's in Jesus Christ and it's in the gospel that we're going to find the answer to our questions and our problems because the freedom that god gave us is a is a freedom that no government gave us and no government can take away from us yeah so, Lo, what do you think about what's going on with this weaponization of of, of the uh, Justice Department, of the FBI, even education mm-hmm. has been weaponized uh, by by attacking uh, parental rights and using the education system and the med- Let's face it, the yeah. medical system has been weaponized, mm-hmm. where Pharma. debate yep. is shut down. There's no real science because science shouldn't say no, but science is being minimized. They say follow the science, but they, they shut down debate. You can't have science without debate. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Um, with this, uh, all of this is going on, you know, this has a lot to do with the dorm report, as you, um, as you mentioned. I, 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 man, I mean, I'm grateful that he finally came out with the report. He had four years to do this. And it's interesting that he came up with that term confirmation bias. Yeah. Um, because, uh, I'm wondering if, if, uh, he would have the same result. If the shoes was on the other foot, if he actually did find out that there was crimes committed by uh, Trump and and his supporters, Mm -hmm. it it just baffles me that he had four years. He spent uh, millions of dollars. He he talks about six million pages of documents that he went through and not one one, not one suggestion for change, not one indictment, not one. Nobody got arrested. He pretty much. You know what? This is all over again. Again, it's the Hillary Clinton uh, with J- uh, James Comey. James Comey got up there right before the election, and he described everything you know Hillary Clinton did wrong, but we're not going to pursue anything. So, it's, to me, I just I really question. Speaking of you know, it's ironic. Where he, he, uh, Durham mentioned you know confirmation bias because I, I truly wonder if he found evidence that pointed to any criminal activities you know with Trump and his supporters. I'm wondering if he, you know, if he would make any uh, suggestions for any criminal investigation, or at least more changes that needs to happen with the uh, with the FBI and the Department of Justice, starting from the top um, the top people who really has the purview on this and who's responsible for this, because the buck has to stop somewhere. Yeah, it's it's no longer conspiracy now that that they're that they're weaponizing all of. All of the institutions. You mm-hmm. guys just listed all of them. Education. Mm-hmm. It's so sad and it's sickening that there was just no place sacred anymore for these people. Here's the thing. My concern is that I don't want us to go back to a place where, you know, it's just like a, a, a debate, right? And and once you know which side, you know, is failing on the debate because they're the ones that say, well, we all do it. And they both do it. Both Republicans and, you know, Democrats do it. My concern is like, what are we saying? Does that make it right? Or should we just tolerate that? And it's Jesus a big question. Jesus, hmm. yeah. Jesus said, uh, uh, evil is coming. Trouble is coming. But woe through whom it comes. And we have to make a decision uh, because my prayer is that we, uh, not not just conservatives. This goes beyond conservative. I thank you, Dennis, for for really framing this right. Because they're not coming after conservatives. they the end goal is Christians. Yeah. The end goal is God, the things of God, and the people of God. That's the end goal. That's what they're working towards, you know. But we have to make a decision. My prayer is that we're just as fervent as, as we are about, um, innocent babies not being born, as we are about, pers- uh, addressing injustice, not just the innocent.
1: Yes, absolutely. The beauty of this is that it always works for the furtherance of the gospel when they, when they persecute, yes. but go ahead, Phil.
3: Yeah. Just going back to the, what the Durham report, you know, I, I was kind of thinking about what you're saying, Loto, when you are saying that they, they spent all this money, they did all these things, but what is that outcome? I think you're right. I mean, a lot of people are upset rightfully. So I, I think it does raise some questions to people are asking questions. Why didn't they interview Comey? Why didn't they interview, mm-hmm. uh, was it page or some of them that, that were testified, because uh, if they lied to the, in front of Congress or lied under oath, they could have been prosecuted. They could have been indicted. But I, I think what – if we look back was this last winter, they tried to indict somebody, and they failed, I think, in part of the German report of, went after somebody. I forgot – forget the, the example. But So they're saying that maybe he's not going after. They're leaving it open for the next uh, people that come in because if they tried him right now, they would not – receive any punishment for retribution for what they've done.
1: That's actually one of my concerns. I want yeah. to throw a little curveball in here at yeah. you guys. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So are uh, conservatives taking the high ground and not wanting to weaponize government like the liberals are? So, so, you know, I think that uh, there was, you know, lock her up, you know, this kind of, but mm-hmm. Trump never actually pursued any of that. Exactly. Am I wrong in, in actually being grateful that he didn't weaponize the government? There's a lot of conservatives are saying, you know, they should be, who's getting locked? Where's the indictments? Where's the, you know, the, you know uh, my concern is, is that, is that, you know, when the pendulum swings, that then that high ground is going to be lost mm-hmm. and that there's going to be some weaponization of the government against liberals. And then again, it's tit for tat. It's, it's vengeance, you know, and I understand there needs to be a, clearing of the house you know there needs to be a draining of the swamp there needs to be an exposure of what's really going on like we just did here by playing uh representative jordan's you know interview of these whistleblowers right so it needs to be brought to the light Mm -hmm. sometimes we need to bring light not necessarily heat um, or or fire but 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 sometimes there's fire needed Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying i got to figure it out i'm just saying that uh i'm concerned that that when conservatives uh are, are back into full power which most likely is going to happen, we don't know. Um, that there's going to be a weaponization on that side. Is that a legitimate concern? Yeah. That's.
3: that's go ahead. I just said we're, ha- we're having a lot of conspiracy theories supposedly coming true. Uh, we're called a lot of things. Those of us who are, are conservative or even Christians saying that we are just making drama out of, out of nothing and be conspiracy theorists. And I, I just, I just really concerns me that. It took all this amount of money that for an organization to be exposed. I just want to know how can we stop it now? What can we do? Yeah, to to, to your point and to answer your question, Dennis,
2: it is absolutely legitimate. You 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 make a very legitimate uh, point, and it's a very important one and it's, it's one that we cannot forget, and it's one that we may end up having to defend. Um, I what I see is this is what they do. They you know the, the corner again. They frame the discussion, and we let them. To 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 where if we do pursue any kind of justice, well, you guys are weaponizing you know the justice you know department of justice now. If we do anything, they can you know that's why we, I I for me I'm at a place where I can't, I can't worry about that. What we need to make sure is that when you know when the other side um when they take control that we still be vigilant as as much as we are about this other side that's in charge right now to make sure that hey when when they go overboard and when they start weaponizing things. We have a microphone. We have a platform where we can call people out, you know. So no, no, your 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 concern is very legitimate. I I just I I just know these guys are also good at weaponizing
3: that. I know weaponizing the concern. I was the one asking for that though. I was like, "What's happening? What's going on with those indictments? What? Why aren't they locking her up? Because she deleted all those emails. She did all this, and we found even the Durham report. They stopped. they, they stopped four probes. The yes. FBI were instructed. And in. who's doing the instructions? Who are the ones, uh, that had a memorandum? They said they had five or six names mm-hmm. on it. Who are these people? Are they going to be fired?
1: Yeah. You know, you know, when, uh, when Trump says, I am your vengeance. Have you heard him say that? Mm hmm. Yeah. That sets up the stage for potentially what I'm talking about. And, yeah. and so I just want to say that, you know, we're human. We're flawed. Our opinions are not always fully informed or never really fully informed. And, and they're definitely sometimes uh, less informed than they should be. And so sometimes on the right or the left, I'm not talking about the issues that we talk about in keynote. We, we are definitely Mm -hmm. biblical when it comes to life, liberty. Okay. Biblical when it comes to sexuality and biblical and, and all of the biblical principles. But sometimes there's equal and opposite errors on both sides. There's hypocrisy on both sides, yes. and we just want to be careful that we don't yes. be, take the leaven of Herod. I'm sorry, the leaven of the Pharisees, Pharisees yeah. is hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. The leaven of Herod, you know, is is really that that uh, political posturing, you know. And so we just want to be careful that as citizens of the kingdom, we're observing, we're discerning, we're aware, we're always going back to the scriptures and making sure that we're aligned with heaven as we address these things. We need to address them, though. I, I, I agree. And I, you know, with our families, with our, with the church, the church needs to be aware of what's going on. But, um, just to be humble and not rush to judgment. Yep. You know, that's, that's one of the things. It says, uh, the Bible says, do not rush to judgment. It says, the Lord hates yeah. a, 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 an imbalance. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Oh, a yes. measure. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. And do not I'm follow, do not follow a multitude to do evil. Mm-hmm. So we just have to be really careful circumspect, slow to speak, swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Yeah. Uh, when we look at these things, but we need to look at them. It's healthy. Yeah.
3: yeah and I think both
1: sides could,
3: there's people that are friends of ours, right? We all have great, great, uh, Democrat friends because we don't make it political is such a small part of what we do. It's on our life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we're seeing some now candidates on the other side saying things that sound like more conservative. We're seeing the entertainers at Bill Maher saying things that sound conservative. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan. I think there's things that we could come in common with is to seek the truth and have a non-biased, uh, non bias system in the yeah. FBI exact, uh, you know, so I, I just, I think there's hope, but, uh, you know, it just, just, it just really bothers me and, and just, and seeing part of highlights of, Two. of this committee is that when you see that one, one congresswoman, she sh- started reading a tweet, it's, it's saying, do you agree, agree with the January, she's making it by January 6th to the whistleblower. Mm-hmm. She wasn't interested in trying to find out the truth. Yeah. Two two quick things. Yeah. You know.
2: Um, you know. Uh, yes, we we should we should always you know uh, address this and, and things. We we always always should pursue justice. That that we you know again we should address injustice just as firmly as we address you know the innocent being killed. Um, but I want I want to point something that about you, Dennis, and something I really appreciate. You know that you're you're not one that's quick to just run into things. You know you you uh. You know, uh, you told me one time that, what is it, your, your level of, uh, or your bar of conviction, you know, or co- convincing, you know, is, is higher than others. And I've seen that. I witnessed that myself. And, and I, and I love the standard that you hold. And it's, it is standard that we probably should all consider holding. And that's that there's lines you won't cross without getting, you know, the right information and all that. But it's not even that. What I really, really appreciate about, about your standard is that is everything for us to address. Mm. On every single platform, this is kingdom talk radio, right you know this is kingdom talk, this is kingdom demonstrated, yes, we will get political we will get into all those things we 're not we're not you know we, we won 't shrink from that like, right. we won 't shrink from the scriptures, you know, but I mean it comes to priority and and you have a role, we all have a role, you know, so I just really appreciate. Uh, that your, your, your soundness when you approach these things, you know, and, and the balance that you remind me of Pastor with the whole COVID thing, you know, everybody everybody's, yeah. oh, Pastor doesn't care about people, about lives. They had no idea the rigorous, um, uh, things that, that Pastor did, you know, that he didn't have to do, you know, but to make sure that he was making the right decisions, you know, to make sure that he was on, on, the, erring on the safe side to keep everybody safe, you know. So I really, and I have to point that out because you're not going to point that out. You know, but I have well, to point out, you know, that. that I appreciate you know the the way that you you handle these. It's not that you don't care. It's not that you don't see it. Mm. I I just really believe, like, hey, I mean, are these things like? Should you should we be? There's other things we do need to be uh, addressing, you know, when it comes to the spiritual things. Uh, for me, that will always um, uh, outweigh. You know the political stuff that we're going through and all that, but yes, we should always speak out.
1: That's excellent. You know, I mean, prove all things, hold fast to that, which is good, is really what it comes yes. down to. Thank you so much, Loto. Sure. You know, but uh, yeah, that's the standard that we want to have, and uh, we don't need to get into the fray on 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 everything. We just have to prioritize and making sure that we're like this whole debate. You know, Elon Musk and and George Soros. Yeah, George Soros. You know, is a a sponsor of very liberal. And sometimes, uh, you know, evil things. Uh, but I don't need to get into the fray regarding, you know, whether or not he's, you know, uh, Elon Musk, you know, did the right thing when he said this about him and, and all that. But, but I think it's important to be aware and looking. We want to prioritize and making sure that we are bringing as a gospel of the kingdom here on Kingdom Talk every Saturday from 12 to 1 here on 1550 KXEX, the best talk in town and Kingdom Talk 2.0 from 1 to 2 with Pastor Charlie Avila. And we yeah. dive deeper into the scriptures, but we've been talking, brothers, about uh, the nuclear arms race and tying that in with the scriptures regarding Armageddon, the battle of Gog and Magog, these prophecies about all nations being gathered against Jerusalem, and we see the stage being set before our very eyes. I mean, Israel's restored in 1948. Uh, the UN is turning against Israel. All nations are are, are turning against Israel. And we're going to talk about this, and we see that Russia, you know, is 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 building up uh, quite a bit. And, uh, and the U.S. Uh, released the nuclear warhead stats. And we also, as a country, the United States has pressed Russia recently on the New START uh, treaty. And so just May 15th, the United States released statistics on the size of its nuclear weapons arsenal as it tries to coerce Russia to live up to its New START treaty. Uh, but Russia has so many more nuclear weapons than we do. You wear mm-hmm. that? It's, it's it's quite it's like it's like two or three times more from what I understand hmm. uh, in effect since 2011 the new start treaty seeks to uh, improve national security by limiting the number of nuclear weapons and so both uh, Moscow and Washington extended the treaty five years in early two, 2021 but President Vladimir Putin suspended Russia's participation in the agreement that that's 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 huge
3: yeah, the AP I, says they haven't investigated uh, for a few years but they did report. They just gave the report in 2022. They had about 1,400 deployed nuclear warheads, 761 deployed non-deployed delivery systems, and 500 deployed ICGMs. So, they do have quite a bit, and, uh, but they, again, that's what they say. Right. Because they've been inspected.
1: You know, we read out of Joel 2, you know, last, uh, week, Joel 2, 1, it says, Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound an alarm in all my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord comes. It is near at hand, and that's what we're doing here on Kingdom Talk. We are blowing the trumpet. This is not to scare us. It's to prepare us. And so we must be aware, and we see Russia State TV issues a stark warning over the threat of defeat. And so this is a Kremlin propagandist, Vladimir Slovakov, and um, he has uh, again invoked Armageddon on his TV show, in which the consequences of a Russian defeat in Ukraine were discussed. It seems to me there is a potential stage being set here, brothers, for nuclear, maybe tactical, maybe not, but tactical or not, nuclear weapons in Ukraine. Is that like just a, a, a far cry? Is that a red herring or is this something that's potentially real?
2: I think that's absolutely potentially real. Yeah. You know, and, and then we also are getting worried about these chemical labs. Hmm. And how they're starting, uh, restarting the whole—my goodness—the whole, my goodness, the whole um, uh, uh, labs that they they created the COVID in, you know. So who knows what's going to come out of those labs? But yes, as far as the script, yeah, this is this is definitely a description of what what nuclear can definitely do,
1: right? And and so, um, you know, we we have to be aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, he's basically this uh, media spokesperson saying this is a question of our destruction. And so, the Russian nuclear doctrine, their policy, is one of the pieces of it, is that nuclear weapons are fair game uh, if their existence is Mm -hmm. threatened. And this is exactly what this propagandist is saying on national news in Russia, that their their existence is threatened. Okay? It's an existential threat, they're saying, on Russia, what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, And so... It seems to me because he works really, you know, for the Kremlin, it's possible that he has been told by Putin and his minions there to say this. So it looks like that he, they're getting pressured to use nuclear weapons. So if and when they do. That they have justification, really saying, oh, the media and the, in the, and the, uh, populace is saying that, you know, we're being threatened, so we need to protect ourselves, so we need to use no nuclear weapons.
3: Yeah. He had another scary quote. He, he was, he was talking in here and quoting here on the newsweek, newsweek.com. Let me remind you that the Supreme Commander said, who needs the world if Russia isn't in it? Yeah. And who's quoting? Guess who? Putin. Yeah. I, yeah. I, have,
2: I have a different perspective on this. Okay. Again, good. you know, going back to the weaponization of our government. So let's remember, as soon as Joe, uh, President Biden, you know, was voted in, then we started talking about war between Ukraine and Russia and Ukraine and Russia. And now we're starting to see a lot of problems with Ukraine. Now we're starting to see, and for me, you know, again, one plus one equals two. It, it, if, if even our military department, um, or defense department is weaponized, are, are all of these people are weaponized? I I don't know what's true now. Um, and with uh, Ukraine, they're the ones that you know because of that war. That's what brought us to here. So to me, it's a root problem. I just don't know. Okay, was this all planned from the beginning? And it comes to this. So so my thought is, let's get rid of the people who's responsible for this in the first place, um, because if there's people that actually. In, uh, uh, manipulating things to get us to this point if we remove them there's nothing to gain for them and i'm wondering how that would dry this up now that's not to say russia is not going to drop the nuclear bomb because the bible is the bible and prophecy is prophecy you know but i'm my, my concern now is where all of this started at that, that that's my, my my real concern with this is, is where it begun and how we came to this point
1: yeah so So the stage is definitely being set and we do need to, uh, make sure that we're getting information that's vetted and be objective, not have confirmation bias. Yeah. And, and, and really, uh, understand what's going on. It's helpful to look at different news outlets, of course. Um, we want to be eclectic in our gathering of information, Mm -hmm. objective. Uh, So we're gathering, you know, from like European news sources and, and even uh, Al Jazeera and other ones. We want to, you know, see if there's several uh, news, uh, outlets that are confirming confirming yes. what's being said. And that still doesn't make it a hundred percent true either, but that's at least one of the litmus tests. But that's yep. why,
2: that's, that's why it's so good that you're addressing this from the biblical, uh, stance that this is still prophecy. That's still to be had. Yeah. It's just still come to pass. So yeah. you, you said it, it's not to
1: scare people it's to prepare us. Right. And it's good to be skeptical. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to be skeptical of what we hear. And, uh, we need to be skeptical, skeptical on doctrines and making sure that we're yep. aline, lining up with scripture. Yes. And, and so we need to do that in all aspects of our life. But, you know, in looking at what's going on in our world, you know, uh, we do see, we mentioned last week about the UN and how that it's really anti-Israel. Do you, do you know that, that there are more UN resolutions condemning Israel than all other nations combined in the world in the history of U.N., even including when the Soviet Union, when it was around, including North Korea, China. Can you think about this? You know, um, that 70% of all U.N. resolutions uh, are that are condemning are against Israel. And we read in Zechariah 14, verse 1, all nations shall be gathered against Mm. Jerusalem. Yeah. So, we see Bible prophecy being set, the stage being set here, uh, with what's going on, and Abbas, who is the, uh, leader of the Palestinian Authority, uh, in the UN, he's speaking to the General Assembly, and, uh, and he gets up and, and calls, uh, 1948, May 19th, the birth of the nation of Israel, Nakba, which is catastrophe in Arabic. He calls it Nakba. Hmm the birth of the this is the jews who were uh, slaughtered in the holocaust by nazi germany but to the tune of 6 million yes. that that had no homeland that were rejected by other nations these are these are the people of god who have suffered like no other people in the world and the un countenances this not only but endorses these kind of statements with these resolutions, setting the stage for persecution of Israel, which is really the the only true uh, democratic expression in the Middle East. Yeah. There are Muslims that are part of the Knesset. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ruling in the government. Mm-hmm. There are Muslims that are citizens. How many Jews live in Gaza? Mm-mm. Zero. Oh. Yeah. Talk about apartheid. Talk about racism. Talk about oppression. And if the Palestinians would lay their arms down, there'd be peace. If Israel lays their arms down, there'd be no Israel. Let's face the facts. These are, these are objective facts. Now, does Israel do everything right? No. Sometimes they overreact. Okay. Sometimes they, they, they end up, uh, you know, uh, creating some problems with their military strikes and so on. But, uh, when you look at the ethos and the governance, yeah. that the best thing for the Palestinian people is Israel. The greatest victim of the Palestinians are the people of Hamas. So, so Hamas is, is really attacking uh, their own people by not governing in a real uh, democratic free market system with freedom. It's very oppressive, and it's not uh, helping the Palestinian people either. So uh, we, we need to, to be calling that out because we do see in Scripture... In Revelation sixteen, fourteen. You know, it says that uh there are demonic spirits performing signs who go abroad to the kings of the whole earth to assemble them for battle on the great day of God Almighty. And then verse sixteen, and they assembled them at the place in the Hebrew that is called Armageddon. So all of this is leading up to uh, a great conflagration, and we know there in uh, the Valley of Megiddo, that it's a, an amazing staging area. Napoleon called it the best battlefield in the world. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's, it's an area where massive armies can be gathered. There's mountains around it. Megiddo's built on a hill and that word har is translated hill or mountain. Har Megiddo, meaning mountain of Megiddo. And so we know it's a literal location based upon prophecy yeah. for several reasons. Uh, we know it because Gog and Magog in, the battle there in Ezekiel's chapters 38 and 39, it's going to start in the northern area of Israel. It says they come from the north. We see mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that this is a literal location. Yes. So I do want to say this. This is important. As we dive into Bible prophecy here on Kingdom Talk, and we're going to get into uh, a season on Kingdom Talk 2.0 regarding the end times, there's uh, really important to understand hermeneutics and how do we approach this, but a couple main principles that we're going to be reiterating here on approaching all of scripture, but really Bible prophecy specifically, is the question is, is when you read a passage in the prophetic scriptures, is it something that happened in the past already? Is it something that's to be in the future? Or is it something that has had multiple fulfillments throughout history? So again, is it something that's already been fulfilled? Is it something that's going to be fulfilled in the future? Or is it something that has multiple applications? Then, the other thing that we must really grapple with uh, is, uh, you know, as we're Bereans, you know, we're receiving the word with all readiness of mind, searching the scriptures daily to see whether these things are so. So as we're doing this, we're going to want to make sure that we're looking and seeing, okay, is this particular prophetic passage, is it a spiritual interpretation? It's you know, symbolic with symbology, mm-hmm. right? Or is it a literal yes. interpretation? Or is it both? So again, is it spiritual is it literal or is it both? And many times it's all the above. Many times there are prophecies and scriptures that have been fulfilled, they're being fulfilled in multiple uh, uh, fulfillments, and then there's a final, full fulfillment. Uh, many times there's a local, near-in-time judgment mm. in prophecy that mm-hmm. is a portent of a far-future universal judgment. This is important to understand. There's a term called telescopic prophecy, and that's what we're talking about where it looks like things are happening real close but when you get to the top of the mountain you see there's more mm-hmm. mountains behind mm-hmm. but but also then there's the um the reality of whether it's something physical or something spiritual but when we read about the first coming of Jesus brothers they're literal and physical born of a virgin mary you know, Isaiah uh, uh, 7 okay Born of a virgin, literally in a womb. Okay, we see that uh, that uh, the casting of thirty pieces of silver there in Zechariah, literally that was fulfilled. Born in Bethlehem, house of bread. It wasn't that you know he was born in a bakery. It was that he was born in the city of Beth- Bethlehem, Ephratah, which is that region. So very specific, literal fulfillments over and over again in the New Testament. Um, they shall look upon whom he pierced. We see in John nineteen, in Revelation one, yes. that that was a fulfillment, literal fulfillment of him, Jesus being pierced by the by the sword of the centurion. And then also we see Psalm twenty two that, yeah. that he was he was uh, crucified, he, nails in his he had wounds in his hands mm-hmm. that was pierced. Right. Mm-hmm. What's amazing is is that throughout the history of Israel, the uh, form of execution um, yes. was stoning, yes. but it's only when Rome took over. Yes which their main form of execution was crucifixion yeah. to set the stage for the crucifixion of Jesus.
3: Yeah.
1: So if the prophecies of the first coming of Jesus were literal, mm. the prophecies of the second coming of Jesus are going to be literal too. Mm. It's really important because there's a lot of teaching out there that replacement theology, basically that Israel has no future, that these things, even Zechariah 14 and the Battle of Gog and Magog, all that was past, completely fulfilled. No, that's preterism. No, there are future fulfillments of these things and we're going to be looking at that. It's important, especially when we look at what's going on in our world. And so, but moving forward, brothers, you know, we, there was so much we want to cover. We should, we should have several hours today to cover these things. Just real quick, Dennis,
2: because we, we just, we just dropped a lot of information on on the listeners. Sure. Um, How should they respond to what, what you just shared?
1: Yes. I think. Faith and confidence, you know, lift up your heads for your redemption is drawing near. Jesus said, when you see these things begin to come to pass, mm. we need to know God knows the end from the beginning. We've read the end of the book. Jesus wins and we're in Jesus. Thank and so there needs to be, ex- my response, I'll tell you my response, yes, it's sure. excitement. Yeah. My faith rises come on. when I see what's going on in the world and I see in scripture what's happening. Uh, understanding is increased. There's courage. Yes. Uh, be Thou strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law that Moses has written. Turn not to the right hand or the left. Have not I written you? Be strong and very courageous. So courage is the right response. Uh, it needs to rise up in us. Amen. Jesus says uh, that uh, these things I have written unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tri- tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Be of good courage. That word good courage Be courageous because I have overcome the world. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So we're rising up in faith and confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. Excited about having a part to play in prayer for Israel. For example, you know, if you go, you'll see there's a 21 days of prayer. And and, and there's some fasting going Mm -hmm. on. I'm I'm hit and miss on that myself. But uh, 21 days. Mm -hmm of fasting and prayer. If you go to Isaiah62fast.com, take a look at that. I'm telling you. Just just look at the page and look at the hundreds and hundreds of ministries that are involved. There are, are a million plus people that are involved in this. Uh, we're in the second week. Uh, it ends on Pentecost Sunday, May 28th. Uh, and so it's historic. It's Isaiah62fast.com and uh, I do want to uh, point people to that. But... You know, in looking at what's going on in the culture yes. uh, and the corruption that's happening, we see suicide uh, is on the rise. And right now, live, right on TV. By the way, when I say broadcasting live from the Manchester studios, we do broadcast live on Facebook on Friday yes. mornings. Um, and that starts uh, right around 9.30. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we air on Saturdays from 12 to 1. So just so you know that. But right now, live on on Fox News, they said there was a, a, a study, and uh, and an NIH study of youth, trans, trans youth study that in that pool of people, which I don't know how big, it was probably a small pool, I don't know, uh, that they found two suicides within the trans youth. So so suicide is on the rise. Uh, the legalization of marijuana is contributing to that. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, the THC content is so high. And then in L.A. right now, they're talking about uh, legalizing well, in California, we're talking about legalizing mushrooms as psilocybin mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms, and there's so-called science out there. It's anecdotal. I don't believe it. I, I'm a skeptic. Show me the evidence. Yeah. Uh, they it helps it helps depression. Well, you know what? Uh, yeah, I do a few lines of cocaine. I'm going to feel pretty good. I'm uh, probably going to help for a little while, right? Mm-hmm. But there's going to be hell to pay, yeah. right? So. It's a primrose path. Our young people are being led down a primrose path with the legalization of drugs, with TikTok and all of the social media pushing people down a road. And we read mm-hmm. here that uh, was it Montana, yes, that uh, has banned. Uh, banned TikTok. What do you think about that?
2: Well, I I, I think that's awesome. I think it uh, you know um it's, it's pretty interesting. I just got invited to do a live uh, interview on TikTok. But I mean, there's so much problems with TikTok. I think this is a good move, uh, along with you know, the whole spy thing with China and all that. You know, but that, I think that's still out on jury. But yeah, this any way we can eliminate the drama from our kids being exposed to it is good with me.
1: Well, you know, the thing is, is that uh, if you're if you're dealing with depression, suicide, there's hope. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. It's not a solution at all. Uh, it's on you're putting yourself on dangerous ground with regard, with regards to your salvation uh god's the judge but that is a not a um uh right response to the struggles you're going through the right response is to put your faith in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for your sins and he rose from the dead he loves you he paid a price for you receive him believe on the lord and and you'll find salvation find a pastor find a youth pastor yes. talk to somebody do not isolate and and you know there's uh there's resources that are out there. I like TikTok, by the way. Uh, uh, what's that?
3: <laughs> I apologize. I, I like TikTok. I, you're looking at me. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah so no, that. there's, there's a positive
1: side yeah. to that. But the point is, yeah. is, is that yeah. what we're doing is, um, is, is really wanting people to recognize that there is hope yeah. and to, uh, to get uh, some help and reach out. Um, if you go to, uh, 988lifeline.org, 988lifeline.org, uh, there's hope and there is help for you a lot of resources. Uh, and and uh you can uh just dial 988 there's no there's no area code or anything it's just yeah. 988 uh do not isolate and put your no, trust no. in the lord jesus yeah. christ we had a youth that took his life uh in in our community just on friday 2 days before yeah, mother's day that's, uh, and we talked yeah, about suicide yeah. uh last week uh and uh, we just want to point people to to ways out uh, and uh, know that uh, God loves you. And he's proven that through his son. God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So let's go forward in faith and confidence and courage knowing that God has got us in his hands. He's working all things together for good to you to those who love God and who are the called according to His purposes. God bless you all. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great afternoon.